there's no greater joy in life than becoming a mom or dad. And just when I got the hang of it, my own mom and dad started needing help too. If you're raising kids and helping aging parents, welcome aboard. You're one of us in the sandwich generation. This is the sandwich generation with Chris Godfrey. Chris was an offensive lineman with the Super Bowl 21 champion, New York Giants. Today, he is an estate planning and elder law attorney in South Bend, helping families make the most of their home field advantage. Hello, and welcome to The Sandwich Generation. I'm your host, Chris Godfrey, and together we're going to meet the challenges that living a full family life presents. Have you ever heard the story about the guy who prayed for God's help during a flood? And how the water reached his front door and a neighbor with a big truck drove by and said, hey, buddy, you want to lift? And he said, no, God will save me. And later as the water reached his second floor bedroom window, someone pulled up in a boat and asked if he wanted a ride. No, thanks. God will save me. And later as he stood on the peak of his roof, a helicopter came by and asked the same thing and got the same answer. So when he got to heaven, he asked God, why didn't you rescue me? To which God said, what do you mean? I sent you a truck, a boat, and a helicopter. Well, our guest today is like that neighbor who checks in to see if we can help. His name is Phil Stackwitz. He's the general agent for the Knights of Columbus for the entire state of Indiana. He's here locally in the Stackwitz agency, and he's married and has four little ones now. Welcome to our show, Phil. Thank you, Chris. Well, tell us a little bit about the Knights of Columbus. You know, how did it get started and uh, what's its purpose? Sure thing. So the Knights of Columbus got started in 1882 by Father Michael McGivney in New Haven, Connecticut. His whole story was he was the oldest of many, many siblings, and he was in a seminary in Canada. His father died at a very young age, and he actually had to leave the seminary and go back to Connecticut to work to support his mother and all of his siblings. Obviously, his whole goal in life was to become a priest, and he couldn't do that working some menial, menial job. So a benevolent order of priests found out about his cause, they took him under their wing, he finished his priesthood, and he created the Knights of Columbus with their help. Benevolent man, he was giving back. His whole goal was to be able to help out his parishioners. He was so charitable, he literally would give the food out of his pantry and the clothes off of his back. But what he really saw was these Irish Catholic immigrants being discriminated against. And back then, they were getting the worst of worst jobs, and they really couldn't get life insurance from the other major players out there. So he created the Knights of Columbus as a fraternal society to be able to provide that life insurance needs to them. How did you become involved with the business end of things? So I was a member of the Knights of Columbus since I was 18. Uh, it was a family tradition. Grandpa was a knight. Dad was a knight. Uncle was a knight. All of my brothers, my cousins, everything, we were all knights, right? So we had to join at 18. Yeah, we knew about the Knights of Columbus didn't really know much about the business side, but at the age of 23, I didn't like my previous job, a really, really rough time. And I knew my dad worked for the Knights of Columbus and, you know, I was good with people and I asked my dad for an interview and I interviewed, passed with flying colors, and I started working for my dad at the age of 23 in the South Bend and uh, Elkhart area. What's your earliest memory of watching your father at work? So I, I remember my dad literally always being involved with the church. I mean, we've gone to St. Pius and Granger for my entire life since I was one when I moved out here. And I, I saw him always being involved. And I, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I asked him and he said, you know, my faith and my work are so closely tied together that it helps one and the other. Mm -hmm. When I work, it helps my faith. And my, when I'm in my faith, it's helping my work. So, you know, I, I just remember being at a fish fry or a pancake breakfast or something and him explaining to me that they both go hand in hand. 
And looking back, maybe that's one of the reasons that I started working for the Knights of Columbus, because every single day I get to work with my faith. Nice. And um, with anything that's good, there are also challenges involved. So what, what what's a, a big challenge that you face in trying to balance both of those things in your life? Well, with my new role of the entire state of Indiana and having four little ones, it's, it's the time away from home. Mm. I'm, I'm many times in places I never even knew existed in Indiana. So it's balancing family time with faith time while I'm on the road. And sometimes that's a challenge, but with today's technology, we make it work. Yeah, and you only work with Catholic families, so you get to meet Catholics from all around the state, don't you? Yes, sir. And do, do you see a, a noticeable difference or a, a different flavor or different concerns? And I'm sure they're not all the same as they are around South Bend, Mishawaka. <laughs> Good point. Yes, of course, there's differences. I've noticed as we go to southern Indiana more, much, much more conservative down there with their finances. They live within their means, but with Catholics in general, I think that they all have a great faith base and they want to tie their faith in with where they're doing business. And the Knights of Columbus is that place. Now, we're a very Catholic area up here, and so it's almost in the air that we breathe, and so to speak. We have Notre Dame nearby, and you know people that came to the area and have strong faith, and a lot of different immigrant communities were strongly Catholic. And so we have a strong Catholic ethos here. Is it more challenging in places that don't have as large a Catholic population? Much more rural. Much more rural. I mean, you get to the outskirts. I, I guess I would say it's more distance and more travel between parishes. Mm-hmm. We are we are very blessed in the South Bend area and even Northwest Indiana. There's many many Catholic churches. You go down to Batesville or Brookville. There's one Catholic church in you know a 50 mile radius. Oh, so you have to work a little harder to practice your faith. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that must be gratifying to see that. What what is the most gratifying part of your job? You know, it it may sound a little strange. But the work that we do with the Knights of Columbus is, yes, we provide that needed life insurance for the families. That's one thing to provide that, but to see the back end and it working is the most rewarding. When I first started, I had the LaGrange Council. And, you know, I I was brand new. My dad said there was never an agent servicing that area. So I took the LaGrange Council and from South Bend to LaGrange, you know, it's, it's an hour. And I met a family, they never dealt with anybody, they never had any personal life insurance, and they put their trust and confidence with myself and the Knights of Columbus. And we met every year, we adjusted, we modified, and the member called me up and said, hey, I'm moving to southeast of Decatur. I want to meet with you one more time. You're my agent. I know you, I trust you, but I want to make a few changes. And I said, sure thing, I'll come down there. But every time that we meet in the future, we got to do it over the phone. And, and granted, this is before Skype and everything. And we met and we talked and we, we, we took care of everything. And fast forward to uh, three years later, you know, our, our communications started lessening. But he called me up out of the blue and he said, Phil, you're the second person I called. I, I, I just talked to my wife. I just left the oncologist office. Mm. And when you hear that, it, you know it's not good. Yeah. So he was diagnosed with stage four terminal cancer. He said, I know the Knights of Columbus and you took care of me. I know that we'll be fine, but I want to invite you and your family down here with my family, have a dinner, and just explain to them that I'm taken care of. And he was. Unfortunately, that six-month diagnosis was shortened down to two months. We never had the chance to have that dinner. But I, I said, this is my duty and this is my job to protect my brother. And I went down there day before for the wake. I went down there for the funeral. And the wife, the widow now, 
kept saying, Phil, you don't have to do this. You can send a Fort Wayne agent. You don't have to do this. And I said, no, no, no. I promised you guys that I would be here and I am here now. So afterwards, they had the graveside burial and it was only family. She actually asked me to be there with her. Mm. And seeing that, I mean, it's, it's, it's an honor, but I was there with, you know, 10, 15 other people. And then, you know, I, I said my goodbyes and I said, hey, you know, whenever you're ready, we can, we can do the paperwork for the death claim. And, and she said, no, 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 send another agent. You don't have to drive down here. It's like three hours for you. I said, no, I'll definitely be there. So uh, about a week and a half, two weeks later, I went down there and she kept thanking me. I mean, throughout this whole process, numerous, numerous times. And I said, why do you keep thanking me? She said, Phil, without you in our life, we never would have trusted anybody to do life insurance. We didn't know anything about it. We never would have had life insurance. And without you being in our life, I can honestly say right now, I'd be a destitute widow. And hearing that, that was affirmation of what we do and how we change lives. And that's the most rewarding, knowing that we literally are protecting our brother knights and their families. Mm, what a beautiful relationship. You're listening to The Sandwich Generation on Spoke Street Media. I'm Chris Godfrey, and with me is Phil Stackwitz, the general agent for the Knights of Columbus for the entire state of Indiana. And we're discussing the interplay between trusting in God's help and doing what we can do to prepare for the storms of life. And Phil, we were just talking about something that people know most about the Knights of Columbus, uh, aside from their charitable work, and that's their great life insurance. But today I'd like to talk about not so much the danger that the, when the flood's at the door and you're just kind of anticipating the beginning of the flood, but let's say we're up in the second story bedroom window and you see a boat pull by. And, hey, buddy, I need some help. And I, and I kind of akin, akin that to like midlife, right? Absolutely. And so I'll, we're all living longer these days. And I think that you're finding as well as myself that people are more concerned perhaps with how they're going to live when they get past the retirement years, you know, when they're no longer working and income's coming in and they're not so much worried about dying right away. It's that long period of time um, when they're going to need extra care and there's not a lot of extra money floating around. Uh, is, is that a need that the Knights of Columbus can meet these days? Absolutely. We provide long-term care insurance in-home or assisted living or nursing home insurance. What affects the, the cost of uh, the long-term care insurance premiums? Great question, Chris. Many people always ask, what does this cost? And think of it as any other type of life insurance. It's really, what do you want, right? Do you want a VIP or so to speak Cadillac plan? Do you want a bare bones or a hedge type plan where you'll pay some money out of pocket and have the Knights of Columbus pay some. The biggest thing, though, that affects premium is your health. Are you healthy enough to get it? Mm -hmm. And and everyone says, well, I, I'm buying this plan. Uh, it's costing me money. Long-term care is not bought with a premium. It's actually bought with your health. So sometimes people wait a little bit too long, and they wait till you know their late 60s, early 70s to even have that discussion. And they can afford it, but they can't qualify. So you know, I would urge... Yes, premium is an important part, but I would urge to think about your health when you're in your 50s. Start looking at it. And the Knights of Columbus is a great place to go. And that's presuming that your your health is going to decline. So if you're eating your carrots and... <laughs> <laughs> but as we get older, of course, our health is automatically going to decline, right? Somewhat, yes. Yeah. Okay, great. Good good point. Um, I know in, 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 in estate planning, we have a little calculation that we work with clients and when they, we talk about this. And uh, we work the numbers in a very conservative way. 
and come up generally that it's going to cost about a million and a half dollars for you to get the care that you would need for a normal stay in a nursing home or some such thing. And so for a married person, that's, you know, a couple, it's going to be twice that amount, three million. So that's out of pocket and most people aren't there. And so I I look at long-term care insurance as kind of a, a force multiplier so when you do determine whatever that premium is, it's going to be a lot less than that $3 million. Absolutely. So all, all of these numbers are painstakingly managed by actuaries, an elite <laughs> class of numbers crunchers. Do you know what a, a, the definition of an actuary is? <laughs> I, I do not. Somebody that didn't have enough personality to be an accountant. <laughs> very true. Very true. So you're listening to The Sandwich Generation on Spoke Street Media, and we're, we're, we're here to provide practical advice, not just bad jokes. And I'm Chris Godfrey. With me is Phil Stackwitz, a lawyer and an insurance salesman. So therein lies the necessity to lighten things up a little bit with bad humor. But, you know, little humor is especially necessary when talking about something like long-term care insurance, because it's never fun talking about the storms of life, but it's worse to be unprepared for them. And today we're discussing one that more and more people are becoming concerned about, and that's finding and getting good care And when we get older, and especially in paying for it. So, Phil, long-term care insurance isn't like life insurance insofar as it pays in just one lump sum. It pays in a different sort of way. What are its terms? So it depends on how long you want the care or the pool of money. So think, I have a long-term care policy. It's a pool of money that's going to pay out either that nursing home, that assisted living, or that in-home every single month that you're using the care. So, for instance, you could have a $5,000 a month plan, and every month that you're in that home, $5,000 a month is going towards that home. Mm -hmm. If the cost is $5,500, you're out of pocket, $500. I gotcha. If it's $4,500, you're only paying $4,500, and that extra 500 it stays in your large pool of money. I gotcha. And uh, what's the term of years that'll pay? Is it a lifetime deal? or So we have a three-year plan, a five-year plan, or a 10-year plan. What do you find that most people need? Most people need probably about a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. If you look at the averages in the United States, the, the length of time in a long-term care facility is just over three and a half years. Mm-hmm. So if you do a three-year plan, you may be short, and then you may have a year, six months completely out of pocket. Or if you do a five-year plan, you're almost guaranteed, not guaranteed, but almost guaranteed to make sure you're fully covered. And do you find the nursing homes themselves being open to that sort of an arrangement, or are there any restrictions in the kinds of places that you can stay in with this sort of an insurance? So with our policy, we're a reimbursement policy. The nursing facilities, the assisted living facilities don't care because we are reimbursing them their costs of the care. I gotcha. Have you ever seen one of your clients, uh, you were talking about that little, you know, out-of-pocket $500 or something like that. Have you ever found your clients doubling up with uh, Medicaid help at the same time? So Medicaid technically doesn't apply here because Medicaid, you're going to have to spend down considerable amount of assets. So some people may say, I have X number of dollars in the bank, and they say, I can afford a couple thousand bucks a month out of pocket. But besides that, I need the Knights of Columbus to fill that gap. So when I was talking about hedging, that's what they're doing. They're paying some out of pocket and having the Knights of Columbus fill in the gaps there. So how sick do you have to be before you can start drawing on your long-term care policy? Excellent question. Usually every single person asks that. You have to be able to not do two activities of daily living, eating, drinking, continence, transferring, toileting, dressing, or bathing on your own, Mm -hmm. or the one that we see the most, Chris, severe cognitive impairment. Think Lou Gehrig's, Alzheimer's, dementia, just, just a failing 
or diminishing of of the brain, so to speak. And who makes those determinations? Is it a doctor that you choose or do you work with your local area council for aging or how's that work? So yeah, there is a claims process. We need doctor's reports and cognitive tests. And, and many times we will be working directly with their doctor or the doctor at the long-term care facility. They do the cognitive test or the physical test and we get the results and we say, yep, they can't do two of these, three of these, four of these, mm-hmm. and then their plan will start kicking in. I gotcha. And is it kind of an immediate start to the plan? Do you have to wait long or how does that work? So think of this as your deductible with auto insurance or with you know, homeowner's insurance. This is your deductible. We have something called an elimination period. Mm-hmm. That elimination period is technically how long you have to pay before the plan kicks in. Luckily, with the Knights of Columbus, our elimination period is different than the standard in the industry. Our elimination period actually begins at time of diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, you're a couple years older than me. Let's say you were diagnosed with Alzheimer's today. Your wife could start taking care of you today, and then 90 days later, your elimination period has expired, but you've actually never paid for any of the care. So the elimination period is the period of time before our policy will start paying out. I gotcha. And how else would you compare the Knights policy with what's out there in the marketplace these days? So a lot of companies are actually fleeing this market because they did not do, as you said earlier, the actuarial job correctly. The Knights of Columbus has done their job correctly, and it is priced for the cost. It is a very, very good price compared to the industry, and there are not many other competitors out there. So luckily... With us being Catholics, we have the best provider, the Knights of Columbus, for this kind of care. Beautiful. But you have to be a knight in order to uh, take advantage of this, don't you? Yes, sir. Luckily, the Knights of Columbus now have an electronic membership, and you can join as long as you're a Catholic male over the age of 18. You can join right online and become a knight. So it makes it easier for you working with the downstate Catholics, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Very nice. The Knights of Columbus are, are perhaps, you know, there's, they're, they're known for their great insurance, and they're also known for their great charitable activities. And can you tell us a little bit about why one might want to do business with them rather than a company that might have their name on a stadium someplace? Sure thing. So many of our listeners know Andrew Weiss, and he talks many, many times about investing with your faith. Now, I don't know how all of those other companies invest and how they do business, but the Knights of Columbus literally invest with our faith. Not one penny of your guys' premium goes towards anything that we do not believe in as Catholics. Mm-hmm. So it's not one penny at all. And I don't know every other company out there, but I'm pretty certain no other company was founded by a soon-to-be saint. As many of our listeners know, Father McGivney is now blessed Father McGivney, so he's one step closer to becoming a saint. Mm -hmm. So your life insurance company, your long-term care company, will soon be founded, God willing, by a saint. And and, and that's the kind of insurance we all really need. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anything else. But what this show is all about is also controlling the things that we can control. And so we, we talked about how the costs of this insurance, although a very small percentage of what would be out of pocket to pay for this long-term care, is dependent upon our health. And the, the sooner we get to that, the lower those premiums will be. And we have the peace of mind in dealing with a great company like the Knights of Columbus, whose actuaries maybe even have a good personality too, but they <laughs> sure know how to crunch those numbers. And so you're, you're, you're entering into a contract with, with somebody with a great uh, track record. 
So let's say somebody is thinking, yeah, I really should pull the trigger and do something about this now. And I live far away from the major metropolitan areas, but you just told me that I could join online. Excellent. So Phil, what would that address be? And what phone number might somebody call to to pursue this further? So onlinekfc.org backslash join. You can get there. If you live in Indiana, we will get an agent out to you. And we also have one phone number for the whole state, 574-282-1082. So what does the process look like from there? So the first thing is we'll have a local or local-ish agent come out and meet with you and hopefully your wife, if you are married, to let you know more about the organization that you just joined. It's not just about the insurance. That's a huge benefit. We want you to know that you're joining the largest Catholic fraternal organization out there. No pressure, no no pressure sales or anything. We'll let you know about the Knights of Columbus and then show you your options. If you say, I heard you on Redeemer Radio and the long-term care that you have, we'll go over the long-term care program, the ins and outs, how it can benefit you, the different types of programs and the costs. And if you feel that you're ready to take that step, then we'll help you get there. We'll fill out our our application. It's all digital now. And then you'll have to go through the process of underwriting. And again, with long-term care, it's bought with health. Mm -hmm. So it's a a large part is going to be health question related. And then also the other large part is cognitive related. Then we'll make the decision of approval. We'll get your policy and your contract, and it'll be in force from that day on. Gotcha. And then is there a physical involved or you're just filling out a No physical, just an on-the-phone interview. Now, do you, does it involve one of those annoying dementia interviews where you have to remember things over the course of a half hour? <laughs> there is there is those definitely in there. So yep. don't schedule them first thing in the morning, people. <laughs> yeah, ma- ma- make sure that you're uh, lively and ready to go. <laughs> have your coffee. Okay, great. Now, you, you mentioned having that wonderful experience. I can see why that just made you a, a night's agent forever, being with that family that passed and playing such a meaningful role in a family's life and in a huge transition that they went through. Now we're talking about another transition, you know, transitioning into old age with long-term care insurance. And you have a couple of other products, I think, that fill in around some of those other life's transitions. What would those be? Yeah, so we have all different kinds of life insurance products, depending on the age and the need and the want, of course. We have retirement annuities, very, very safe and secure. We have disability income, which is for our younger members. Mm -hmm. They need to protect their income for their working years. And we have our, of course, life insurance. Now, Phil, I'm sure that, you know, for all of the products that the Knights of Columbus offer its members, you probably have a beautiful story or two to go with each one of them, much like you did with the life insurance, but perhaps nothing so poignant as actually losing a loved one. But do you have any memories about the benefit that the long-term care insurance offers? Sure, Chris. So, you know, this gentleman actually did not have long-term care. He was too old when we introduced long-term care, but it's actually my grandfather, Joe Stackwoods. And if you know me, my grandfather had a huge impact on my life in many, many different ways. But my grandmother died 15 years ago, and my grandpa was living alone. He had to relearn all the things. He didn't know how to do a checkbook. I mean, my grandma did all that for him. So he lived alone and then his health started ailing and he decided to move into an independent living facility. And he was there for many, many years, but we saw him getting older and older and his physical health started going down. Mm -hmm. Needed a walker, soon needed a wheelchair, soon needed the the scooter, little rascal. And and from there, we knew that eventually the mental health would, would start going too. So my grandpa was blessed for 
98 years of life, a, a great life. But unfortunately, the last nine months to a year, his physical health completely went downhill. You know, it's, it's not fun to talk about, but he couldn't be left alone. He needed someone there, a full-time caregiver. He couldn't take baths on his own. In the beginning, the family was doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, his his son and daughter were doing that and, and the grandkids that lived locally. And we, we did get a, a caregiver in there that was bathing him and changing him and everything. But towards the end of the, his life, I was helping out one day and my grandpa started breaking down and crying. And he, I've never seen my grandpa cry in my entire life, even when my grandmother died. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and he said, this is not how I want to be remembered. Mm -hmm. And and that's what long-term care is. You know, it's yes, providing the, the funds needed for that, but it's also to make sure that you can maintain your dignity. If he would have had long-term care, we wouldn't have had to worry about that. He doesn't want my living memory of him to be changing him and bathing yeah, him. Yeah. So the long-term care provides the care, but it also provides the privacy of when you're in your 80s and in your 90s that you don't have to ask family to do that. Yeah, maintains your relationships as they were Absolutely. at their best. Absolutely. That's a really good point. So uh, all of this is really about controlling the things that we can control, and it's so important. But at some point in our lives, we, we all reach our limitations. I, I know I felt that way when I cut, cut the third time for my, <laughs> my, 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 my third NFL team. And, and that really takes you to your knees to, to reach out for the help that, that you, you need the most. And it's a, a discovery that really makes life all that much better. And I found this advice by St. Jose Maria Escriva to be helpful with regards to all of this. And it goes like this. Are things going against you? Are you going through a rough time? Say very slowly, as if relishing it, this powerful and manly prayer. May the most just and most lovable will of God be done, be fulfilled. Be praised and eternally exalted above all things. Amen. Amen. I assure you that you will find peace. And Phil, I want to thank you for being with us today and sharing us with us some ideas that we can take to heart as far as beginning with knowing there are some things that we can do on our own to care for ourselves and our families. Well, thank you for having me, Chris. It's been a pleasure. And I wish you much success in following in the footsteps of another great holy person who's soon to be a saint, and that's Father Michael McGivney, and helping Catholic families prepare to weather the storms of life. I'm Chris Godfrey, and you've been listening to The Sandwich Generation, where we are better because of each other. And I look forward to seeing you the next time. If you have a question about today's topic, feel free to email us at sandwichgeneration at redeemerradio.com. Comments by the host or any of his guests should not be construed as legal advice. If you would like to learn how to protect your stuff in three easy steps, call Godfrey Law Offices at 574-237-9000 or email them at info at godfreylawoffices.com. And for a free will offering, you can receive a copy of the Friends of God Rosary Booklet. Go to redeemerradio.com forward slash sandwich and fill out the form for more information. You can download this or any other episode of our show by searching The Sandwich Generation wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to like and subscribe. You've been listening to The Sandwich Generation with Chris Godfrey.
This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.